You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 68. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. I am back in Big Sur recording this near the creek, sharing a little slice of serenity with you here. I hope you can hear the creek. I'm going to let you listen to it for just a moment here, and I encourage you to take some deep breaths as you're listening. You ready? Here you go. So, today's podcast is a group call that I did with five pet business owners who live in the United States who are currently experiencing the effects of COVID-19 on their business and the impact in their personal life. So, I'm really excited to share this with you today. It's been an intense time. I mean, that's kind of an understatement, isn't it? It's really, really challenging for all business owners, but especially pet business owners, because some of you are having to still care for pets. If you have doctors and nurses who have pets that you're caring for, you know, I know that that can be its own challenge. And then those of you that have decided out of your city or county shutting down have, you know, decided to stop offering services or had to, been forced to stop offering services. So for myself, I have been in the midst of a 21-day shelter-in-place order. It's been now almost two weeks that I have had a shelter in place. Now, I live in Marin County, California. That's our main home, but my husband's family has a house in Big Sur, and so that's where we're at now, and I'm just so grateful to be here. It's really just so good to be really steeped in nature, and I hope that you can experience a little bit of the exhale that I'm experiencing now through hearing the creek in the background as I talk here. I've been finding myself sighing a lot lately and (laughs) so much so that my husband's been saying, what's wrong? And I realize I'm just letting go of this tension by sighing, you know, spontaneously every so often. And yeah, it's just... It's been challenging, and I don't know about you, but I've been finding myself very emotional and sad and, you know, crying at random times and have definitely been working with a number of pet business owners, a lot of my coaching clients who are experiencing huge challenges right now in their business, and that has been emotional for them, and it's been emotional for me to see them struggle and 
So I just want all of you to know, those of you who are listening right now, to know that I am thinking about you. I am holding you close to my heart. I hope you can feel it. I hope you can feel the hug that I'm giving you from, you know, across the airwaves right now. And it's just, you know, it's almost like there are no words for this time. It's hard to know what to say. And so I'm just trying to show up in the best way that I can as a coach, as someone who really wants to help people and especially you pet business owners. So this conversation today is an expression of that desire to help. And I'm very grateful to the five pet business owners who showed up for this call today. I want to thank you so much. I have your names listed in the show notes. So for those of you that would like to go to the show notes, you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 68. That is the number 68. There's also a link to the video there. So if you'd like to see our faces, (laughs) you can click on that link and see the video on YouTube. That's definitely something that, you know, if A lot of people these days prefer audio, so I wanted to include it here in the podcast. So that's the first thing that I'm offering you today. The second thing is on Friday, April 3rd, I am doing another pet business support slash coworker online group, and that is happening at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. There is a link to that in the show notes as well. We had so many pet business owners who joined us last week, and they were so happy to be a part of it, and I was happy to have them be a part of it. So if you were a part of that, I want to thank you for showing up for that call. A lot of you have said that it was extremely helpful for you, and I'm so happy about that. I'm offering it for a very low price in order to you know, help as many of you get in as I can. I've had some people ask, well, why are you even charging for it? And the reason why I'm charging for it is three reasons. One, because the Zoom platform is expensive when I have a number of people on the call the way I did last week and the way I anticipate on April 3rd. And the second reason is because, you know, it's my time and energy and it's a lot of energy to put the word out as well as show up for the call and I'm happy to do that. And so, you know, I'm charging a little bit for that. And the third reason is what I found is when something is free, people don't always show up or they don't give it their all. And so what I find is when there's something that does cost something, even a little bit like this support group, people show up with their whole heart, body, mind, and spirit. And that is my intention that everybody who joins the call is really showing up fully and bringing their full selves to the call. So that does help, help you guys do that. Now, if this low price is a challenge for you. I don't want anyone to be turned away for a lack of funds. I know funds are challenging for a lot of you. So please reach out to me if this is a challenge and I will get you in. So I want you to know that. All right. 
I am sending you, each one of you, right now, a big hug. And let's dive into this interview. Not really an interview, more a conversation, an open and honest conversation with pet business owners about what they, their businesses, their personal lives are going through and solutions that they're finding to begin to rebuild during this time of COVID-19. I will see you on the other side of this conversation. Hello. Hi. Hi, Katie. How are you? (laughs) Hi, Kara. (laughs) I saw Katie pop on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I am so happy to see you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bridget. I'm in. Good. How are you? I'm good. Nice to see you. Yeah. Oh, and who is that? Who just arrived? I don't see oh, me. Hi. It's Madeline. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Maddie. Can I call you Maddie or Madeline? Maddie's fine. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. I know you guys are in the thick of it right now. Am I right about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Holy cow. Yeah, it's been an intense, intense time. And, oh, on so many levels. And I just am so grateful that you all are here. And I was really drawn to each one of you being on today because of what you were posting in the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook group and the positivity of the tasks that you're doing in your business right now that are positive, even in the midst of this intense challenge. And that's that was just really inspiring to me. So I want to thank you so much for being on today. And, you know, I really wanted to use this opportunity to have you on to really reach out to those pet business owners who are suffering right now, because a lot are really suffering. And I know on some levels, you guys are too. So it just really means a lot to have you here today. So I would love to have you guys just, if you would, take just a moment to introduce yourself, each one of you, and to say where you're located and if you feel like it, your business name. If you don't want to share your last name, you don't have to. You can be anonymous. You can just say your first name. It's up to you. Um, And yeah, let's start there. And then we'll just, my intention for this time today is to have a really open and honest discussion of what's happening in your pet business. You know, as much or as little as you want to share is fine. And then because I was so drawn to you and your positivity, I I want to talk about that, you know, what you guys are doing in your respective businesses right now. During this time, you know, a a lot of you (laughs) have a lot of time. And so I want to know what you're doing in your business. So who wants to start by introducing yourself? I can go first. Okay, great. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. Um, My name is Maddie and I'm located in Rhode Island, which is the smallest state, obviously. So I don't really have one city I work in. I work in basically a whole county and I'm a business of one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I own Trails and Tails Pet and Equine Services. And um, I do everything from typical dog walking to overnight to I also care for horse farms and horses and exercise ride and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in business, I think. I mean, I've been pet sitting since I was like 10. Yeah. And I worked as a vet tech for a while and it just, it was really hard on me. And I was like, no, I'm just going to try to do this. And Mm-hmm. just went out and put everything into it and it just it just keeps happening I'm like oh I'm gonna stop this year I'm gonna stop this year and then I just keep going <laughs> and it sounds like your business doesn't want to stop <laughs> no I have very and I'm I have a hard time saying no I don't really advertise all of my clients I get word of mouth mm-hmm. um, from other clients and they just keep coming back you know I went through the whole thing where I had older dogs I was taking care of. And I said, Oh, when, when the dogs pass away, then I'll just stop. And then they get puppies and they get puppy because they know, Oh, we'll just call Maddie. So, Mm -hmm. and it just goes on. And my, my dad lives in a local town that, you know, everybody knows everybody. And we'll be like, Oh, I met this girl walking. Her name's Maddie. And he's like, Oh, that's my daughter. So (laughs) yeah, I'm, Oh, you're well known. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is which is funny. So yeah, that's so cute. I had that when I started my business. I lived in this little town, Tiburon, um, in California, and people kind of called me like the Pope of Tiburon because I would go into the grocery store and people be like, "Hey, Kristen, hey, Kristen, hey, Kristen." You're like, "Oh, do I actually know you?" I know, I know your pets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, I have people who will text me and their name will pop up, but if the if if their a picture of their dog is not their profile picture I'm like oh my god who is this <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so yeah. but I do I do love it and it's it, it does get hard I got married in September mm-hmm. and never thought I'd get married and mm. he came out of nowhere and mm. now I'm kind of like oh I like being home like I have yeah. a home and I have a place to live now and yeah you know, I want to be there and I have an eight-year-old stepson now that I mm-hmm. absolutely adore and Aww. it's he'll come over on the weekends and I'll have to leave and go do an uh-huh. overnight or go do night checks till two in the morning plus I'm in yeah. a band and I like to yeah. show my horse so it's but I make it work yeah so. well I'm glad you're here thank, thank you for you. showing up today appreciate thank that okay who's next who wants to introduce yourself and your business I can go I- next Okay, great. So my name is Katie Ballard. I am the owner of Nona Paws Pet Sitting, and I live in Orlando. And um, so I'm pretty new to all of this. I started pet sitting last year in April. And so my business has grown pretty fast. I have 70 clients now, and I just started the LLC in January. Mm-hmm. So um so I'm just trying to use this time, you know, to work on the business side mm-hmm. of things. But I'm also a middle school counselor. Oh. And um, so I um, I keep busy doing that, too. Yeah, so. I bet you do. It's probably helpful yeah. right now having that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel yeah. very fortunate to have that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're here, Katie. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's next? I'll go next. Okay, great. All right. So I'm Bridget Wasson and I have good dogs pet sitting in Sonoma County, California. 
And I have been an animal lover all my life. I actually started volunteering at an animal shelter right after high school. Mm -hmm. So that was how I kind of got into this crazy world of animal care and rescue and welfare. And then I started my first business in 1995 in the San Mateo County when Mm -hmm. things were really wealthy. It was a dot-com boom and everybody had a dog walker, a cook, a maid, a nanny. Uh, it was great. I made so much money and mm-hmm. I was in my twenties. So I thought it was never going to end, um, but it did when it yeah. all went bust. And so the business slowed down considerably at that time, but I got through it and I sold that business after about 10 years and got back into animal sheltering, which I did for a while longer and then retired from that and got back into pet sitting. So I kind of did it off and on over the years, mm-hmm. but started another real serious business about seven or eight years ago, which was Good Dogs Pet Sitting. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy doing that. It's taken a long time to build up because now I'm on the northern end of Sonoma County. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a smallish area, town of about 9,000 people. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to drive too far because of traffic. So it's taken a long time to build up in a more local area, which Uh is totally worth it. But of course, with what's happening now, Mm -hmm. I was just saying how things were going swimmingly. There were dog walks and overnights and things were just improving exponentially. And then bam, (laughs) nothing. Just literally overnight, you know, from very busy to zero. Yeah, that's hard. It's interesting because I, I started my business in Marin County, Bridget, in Tiburon, like I said, and expanded to Sonoma County and found that Sonoma County, so I was covering both areas and had a large staff of people, but I found Sonoma County was kind of a tricky area mm-hmm. to start. And I was surprised because Marin was actually quite fairly easy. I wouldn't say easy, but you know, fairly easy. And, but Sonoma County was tricky. It was, mm-hmm. I think because people are so connected there, it has more of a neighborhood feel to it. And people are just maybe more connected to each other. And so a lot of word of mouth I found worked better than other forms of advertising in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know since we were a two person business and since we've lived here over the years, as we made more connections and got to know more people, things definitely improved. Although mm-hmm. doing things like improving the website and improving SEO helped for mm-hmm. like new people coming to town or people that we hadn't met who suddenly needed a pet sitter, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people who have lived here for a long time, already have something set up, a, mm-hmm. a friend, a neighbor, a relative, they exchange with somebody. Mm-hmm. So unless that person stops helping them, which sometimes they do, it, it can be hard to get in with people who've been established here longer than we have. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for being Thank here. You. Okay. So who's next? Who hasn't I'm been next? Okay. I'm going to flip on Bridget here. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> My name is Jennifer Maroney. I own uh, Critter Sitters and More, and uh, I launched the business under that name five years ago. I did it under another name two years prior, but uh, when I wanted to bring on a team, I said, okay, I need to kind of totally rebrand the business, Mm -hmm. and um And I have, you know, the exact opposite. I live on the Virginia Peninsula, 
we are, we've got six military bases that I can travel to, you know, plus mm. additional, plus the shipyard, uh, uh, plus multiple hospitals, plus Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> um, Jefferson Lab. So we have this constant influx of people coming into the area that know <laughs> nobody and, you know, are looking for, you know, somebody to take care of their pets. Mm-hmm. They don't have their well-established neighbors or coworkers or friends from high school who are going to do it for them. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, I had hoped, you know, watching what was happening, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had hoped that, you know, being in this area would kind of immune us a little bit from that. Mm-hmm. But um, even, you know, when the Air Force base and the Army base and the Marine base and the Coast Guard started saying, yeah, we don't want y'all coming to work. Mm-hmm. You know, those non, you know, the essential people are still there. And, you know, the Navy will send their ships out to sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it, it really, I think it was really within the last week you know, so we were kind of that at that tail end of it, suddenly everything just died. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, and interestingly enough, I'm having to text my clients, ones who had booked for spring break, which starts this, this Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you haven't canceled your services. I can't believe you're traveling. Yeah, you know, don't just, do our, it. Our state just finally went into a state of emergency. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, because we've had that trickle down effect, I've been able to keep my team working as long as possible. Mm. I pulled off a visit three weeks ago and said, everybody else take this on. I see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And let's just, you know, y'all ride it out as long as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I am really just so happy you're here today. And I'm looking forward to, to talking to you about the positive steps you're taking. And also, you know, a little bit more about what's happening in your business. So our last person, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. Um, so my name is Kara Brockman. I own Kara Care Pet Care in downtown Chicago. Um, we actually just celebrated our seventh anniversary on Saturday. So um, kind of bittersweet timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... We originally started in Manhattan in New York City, and um, we transitioned to downtown Chicago about three years ago, and we are primarily vacation-based pet care, and we do a lot of special needs care. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, um, I feel like this affected us a lot sooner than some of the major midday dog walking companies where people were still able to utilize them while they were working from home. Um, so we are basically closed down aside from a few essential visits for our doctors and healthcare professionals that we're still providing care for. Wow. How is that for you? I mean, I can imagine, but I'm, I'm wondering how you're doing. Um, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I will say that the buildings I am going into are more concerned about me coming than the doctors are. <laughs> interesting. So, um, I mean, it has been kind of reassuring to be able to talk to the doctors and hear what's going on and their opinions and stuff. Um, but as long as they feel comfortable with me coming, like mm-hmm. I'm okay still providing that service for them. So. Yeah, that, I would imagine that would be comforting. 
Let's start with you, Kara. What have been the challenges? I mean, I've heard of some. It sounds like you're shutting down your business. If there's any others you want to share. And then also, what tasks are you doing now during this shutdown? So I think the hardest part of all of this is just the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, At first, I know we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And I still had people requesting services when people were starting to get the cancellations. So it was kind of a moment of like, we don't really know what to expect. And then um, I think like a week ago is when everything started shutting down. And that's when like the little bit of panic comes in and you just don't know how long it's going to be. Is it going to be a month? Is it going to be 12 months? Like you don't know. And that's the part that's a little unsettling for me. Um, but I will say I was listening to a talk that um, Ed Milet did about the two most important questions to ask yourself in a time of crisis. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they could be relevant for this. Um, right. But one of them was, how is this happening for you? And one of them was, what is this trying to teach you? Mm. So I've kind of tried to use those two to be like, how can this be good for my business? What can I do during this downtime that I couldn't do before? Um, So I know anyone who has talked to me has probably heard me say for years, I wish I had more time at home. I wish I had more time to walk my dog. I wish I had more time to do X, Y, Z in my business, but I'm just so busy that I don't have the time to do it. Um, So I've really, you know, we all want that week off to like catch up on sleep, catch up on our housework, catch up on our office work. And while it's not really a chosen time off, it's kind of a forced pause (laughs) on Mm -hmm. the business. I think it's still a good opportunity to do some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. There was a uh, conference speaker that I interviewed a number of years ago named Haiti Schleifer. And she's a, she's a therapist and she works primarily with couples. But when I had her on to talk about communicating with your clients, when you have challenges and with your staff, and she's just such a skillful communicator. And, you know, one of the things that she said, which has really been in my ear a lot, I've been feeling her presence around me and just her words in my ear. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's like, she'd say, when you experience a challenge in your life, it's similar to what you were saying, Kara, what an opportunity what an opportunity. You know, why is this happening to me? And instead, why is this happening for me? I think that's so powerful. So powerful. And, you know, I hear over and over, I mean, I work with so many pet business owners who are just totally fried, (laughs) you know, at their wits end, because they're so busy all the time. And, I don't wish this on anyone. You know, I don't wish this on anyone's business. I don't wish this on anybody's personal life, you know, financial life, emotional life, physical life. And what an opportunity. You know, how, what a rare opportunity. I mean, this may never come. Hopefully, this will never happen again in our lifetime, right? 
And here it is. And how can we use this time in a way that is going to benefit us in a way that when we look back, we will say, what an opportunity. Yeah. So I really appreciate you, you know, what you said, Kara. That's great. And one other thing um, that someone said to me is to think about, like, how do we want our businesses to be different when we come back? when everything starts picking up again and people start traveling again, because eventually they will. They will. How do you want your business to be different? Do you need to set it up differently? Were you going to hire people? Um, And just think about things like that. Do you need to add supplemental sources of income into your business Mm -hmm. so you're not just pet sitting or dog walking? Mm -hmm. Um, I know I added pet nutrition into my business about a year and a half ago, and I'm very thankful for that now. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people I know have been, you know, getting certifications in dog training. Mm -hmm. Um, So just different areas of the pet industry that you could even add to your business. Yep. Wise words. That's great. Okay. Who is next? Who wants to share what's going on in your business right now, what your business looks like, and also some positive experiences, the opportunities that you're experiencing? Just dive in. I can go again. Okay, great. Go ahead, Maddie. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm basically taking this, like I made the post on Facebook about how it's given me an opportunity to see how I can survive without overnights. Cause that's really my biggest thing. I mean, doing the night checks and being out sometimes till two o'clock in the morning because I just, and it's just me. I had a girl who worked for me for a short period and she moved out to North Dakota last minute. So I had a ton of stuff booked already thinking she'd be there to help. Um, which is really tough, but you know, I've made it work and my husband comes with me on the night checks and things like that. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where I I kept saying, Oh, maybe if I could just do the dog walking and, and I work at the barn, my horses are boarded at to help, you know, supplement the cost of them. Mm -hmm. And, and I also, uh, signed up for an equine and canine massage class, but because I'm so busy working and doing all the overnights and driving around all day and racking up mileage, I never got to take the classes. So I'm paying for the classes, but not taking them. So it's kind of given me that opportunity to get back into it and seeing basically what it would be like to come home every day at the end of the day and just be able to stay there. And it's definitely, it's, it's been amazing. Like it sucks because obviously my wallet is empty. (laughs) So if anything bad happens, we're kind of like, Oh, we'll figure it out. Um, but I'm really liking this time that I can, I can spend at home and the time I can spend at the barn, it would always be show up, do my shift, brush the horses, maybe ride. Um, but when you have a passion like that, you work so hard for it. I mean, horses aren't cheap. Like you know, most things and you work so hard to, you know, pay for that passion, but you can't enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of giving me that opportunity where I can just go to the barn and I can ride and then I can come home and I can get it all done. So that's great. Yeah. And my, my, I have to say that my, um, 
clients are really supportive of everything that I do. I mean, I had one saying, oh, are you looking for anything? I'm like, oh, I can't find bananas. And she went out and got me like a bag of bananas. <laughs> and so, and it's, it's always, they're like, oh, we can prepay you and stuff like that, which I don't really expect from people because I know it's just as hard. I have a ton of friends who have small businesses reaching out for help and buy gift certificates and do this and do that. And it's like, I would love to help you, but I'm stuck mm-hmm. too. So yeah. it's definitely, it, like Kara said, it, it definitely makes you think, okay, do I have kind of a net? Do I have something else where this is not what I rely on all the time? Mm-hmm. So, but yep. it's been, it's been, it's oddly, it's been a good experience. There's definitely a silver lining in this and I'm just trying to keep to that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Who's next? Go ahead and dive in. I'll go next. Great. All right. So I think this whole crisis situation came on as kind of a slow burn because I know this virus started kind of late last year, like November, December, but then it literally started changing by the week and by the day and by the hour with what was happening and the illnesses and deaths and then the restrictions starting. And it it just kind of snowballed into the, the situation that it is today. So I find myself Oddly enough, because I've struggled a lot in my life at different times with financial and other issues, and I've had really bad stress. But right now, for some reason, I'm not because I feel like I'm not alone. And I'm not Mm -hmm. happy that this is happening to everyone else. I, I mean, this is a terrible situation in many ways, but I feel like we are literally and truly all going through this together. I'm not the only one sitting here worrying how I'm going to make ends meet. This is literally everyone in the country, everyone in the world. That's right. And especially for pet sitters, pet businesses, small business owners, we're, you know, wondering what's around the corner. But I guess I've got to have some faith that there will be some incentives and programs and things that that will develop in time to help people get back on their feet. Because if everybody in the whole country suddenly can't pay their bills, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. But one of the positives for me is that with that sense of community, like with your group and other Facebook groups that I'm in and talking to other pet sitters locally mm-hmm. is finding ideas for things to do. And one of those was gift certificates. I heard that pet sitters were doing that. So I thought, well, I'll I'll give it a try. So we sent out an email to all of our clients saying, you know, we're, we're struggling like all small business owners, if you could help us out. And I offered a small discount for buying like a package of, of visits for future. And I was amazed at the response we got, the phone was just going, I went to bed. It was pink. I go to bed early. It was like eight o'clock ping, 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 ping the phone with all these messages from people saying, I'll buy 10 visits. I'll buy three overnights. Um, I'll just give you X amount of money towards my next trip, whenever that is. So it was an amazing response and a caring response, not just like, Oh yeah, I can save some money. I mean, that was an incentive, but some of them even said, no, don't give me the discount. You know, Mm -hmm. we know you're having a hard time. We want to help you. 
Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so it, it we were able to, you know, get some money in the bank to pay the bills. And of course, when the day comes, you know, then I realized we won't get the money at that time because we already got it. But mm-hmm. with the business being very busy, you yeah. know, it'll be a drop in the bucket by that time. Exactly. Many other people traveling and, mm-hmm. and needing dog walks and other services. But as I said in my message to you earlier, what really amazed me about this was this kind of like a realization of a symbiotic relationship between us and the clients. Now I'm very business-like. I'm not a very bubbly person. I don't like to make friends with clients. I mean, I'm friendly and it's a small town, so it's hard not to, because you see them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you try to be dressed. You try not to get too drunk, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be seen by your clients and everybody else. It's a small town, you know, it's kind of like being a celebrity, (laughs) right? Yeah, the dog. Don't screw it up. Right, the dog celebrity. Somebody will see you if you don't get dressed to go down to the market to get coffee or something like that. So, but what I found was that people really do care about us as people. You know, it's not just a business. And they were really concerned about our health and are we okay? And a lot of them are small business owners as well, or they have mm-hmm. a combination like a part-time job and a business that they do. And for example, one of our clients has a small farm, which is a sanctuary for sheep. Mm-hmm. And she's also an artist. So she makes things from their wool. She makes like dryer balls and other wool items. She does these felt wrap soaps mm-hmm. and little ba- bath and beauty items. Well, her business dried up too because all the stores are closed. Yeah. All these little boutique stores that sell her stuff are not open. So mm. it's just online, her Etsy shop. So I went ahead and ordered a bunch of stuff from her. Oh. And actually, I ordered hand lotions to give away because we're all washing our hands a hundred times a day. <laughs> so I thought that would be a cute thing to give as mm. little gifts and, you know, to, to help her out. And then and then I saw she posted on her Facebook page. She started offering a gift certificate because she had bought a gift certificate package. Yeah. So I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, she probably fired her. Yeah. She got the idea like, hey, I can, you know, get some money in the bank and, mm-hmm. and uh, pay the bills and keep things going until a better time. So that's great. It was, yeah, it was again that we're, we're not alone and there's, yeah. there's, and we can help each other. You know, I think I spent maybe $40 on her product. So it wasn't like a ton of money, but I know that helped her. And I shared it and other people bought a few things too. So, you know, that's going to help her get through these, these Mm -hmm. couple of months or however long it's going to be. Yeah. This has really shined a light on small business in a way that nothing has in a very long time. And I think that's a gift as well, Mm -hmm. you know, that has come out of this is really the awareness for a lot of people about how small business really does depend on their customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you were supporting her and she was supporting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. so sweet. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about the gift certificate idea. I think that's a really, a really valuable idea for pet business owners. Who yeah. Are, and that's you know, the value listening. of us all sharing yep. these ideas because an, another person will have another idea and then we can try that. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Bridget. 
Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Okay, who's next? Who wants to jump in? Go ahead. Okay, I can. Okay, great, Katie. <laughs> um, so my business, I have primarily all vacation folks. I have um, only two regulars, and they're both medical folks. Mm-hmm. So um, they're the only people I have now, just those two people when they go to work. Um, so before all of this happened, I was averaging like around 30 visits a week. And then I work as a school counselor on top of that. So a lot of them were just on the weekends or, you know, of course, before, after work. And um, so now it's dropped down to just those two people pretty much. Mm -hmm. And now starting tomorrow night, we're under a stay at home order here in Orange County in Florida. So, Mm -hmm. um, so definitely nobody else Mm -hmm. um, other than the medical folks. So. Um, but in a way, um, in a way it has been good for my business because it's allowed me time to develop it. Um, because before this, I had been so busy that I didn't have time to really work on creating a Facebook page or my logo or anything like that. And it's funny, I actually started creating my Facebook page in January and I had it hidden. I was too scared to have it go live because I'm like thinking I can't take on any more people. Like I'm so scared. So like I would talk to my clients and and they knew about it and they kept asking me, so when are you going to, when is it going live? And I said, Uh well, I'm still working on it. But in reality, I was more like hiding under the covers because I like just was too scared to um, have more publicity. And Uh so So um, right now, I, since I have so much more time, uh, 
I've been alternating between painting my whole house. (laughs) And uh, then when I'm breaking from that, then I'm working on my logo and some business contracts because I'm thinking about having some people start helping me. Good. So um, so I, that's, I feel like in a way, so I did have it go live, my Facebook page a couple of days ago. I thought this is the perfect time because it is. I can have it go live (laughs) and then I can't get a million requests. So um, I can like put it out there and then hide also. Yeah. Yeah. You can do both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Those are the tasks I'm doing and, Mm -hmm. um, and it's going really well. So I hope that once this is all said and done that I can just come back stronger and ready to expand and, mm-hmm. and I'll be ready for more people. To see yep, more. exactly. Thank you, Katie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our final person. Hello. Well, I've been focused on two things. Okay. Uh, first of all, self-care. And if anybody has been in pet sitting for more oh. than what two days yeah exactly (laughs) you know you don't have time for self-care when you're busy uh so I've actually enjoyed the break and the fact that I don't feel like I have to rush down to my desk in the morning and be at my chair at 7 a.m you know double checking the schedule and responding to last minute client emergencies and so uh, you know my mornings have been Wonderful in the fact that I've been able to meditate, enjoy that cup of coffee in quiet and peace and get some exercise in and do some serious meal planning, which will help me shed that 15 pounds I put on in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, having mm-hmm. that in my life has been amazing. And it's kind of reminded me that I have a huge team so that I don't have to do everything. Um, and so I'll be excited to, when we get back into, you know, let's hope it's no more than another eight weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we get back into the business of business, uh, that I'll remind myself that I've got a team who's looking to, you know, make money. I don't necessarily need to be on, you know, out at every other visit. That's right. Uh, the other thing is I've had the wonderful opportunity to make all these little tweaks and documents that I had been wanting to do. Uh, so I've uh, there was an update to my service contract that I wanted to make. We had, uh, and I think it was just a recommendation when I first started the business about six or seven years ago, that you know your clients have collars on your dogs. Well, we walked in a house one night where a dog was choking itself because the collar had become, you know, caught in the cage. Oh, wow. And, you know, we had been warning our clients, you know, not to do that, but, you know, actually making the update in the service agreement saying, you know, don't have collars on your dogs. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure they don't escape and we'll put the collar on when we get them, you know, before we take them out of the house. Yeah. So that little tweak that I really, honestly, it's almost been a year now that I've been mm-hmm. wanting to finalize, I was able to do. And not only that, notify my clients Great. that we've made this, you know, change in our service agreement. And that the next time they logged into the portal, they're mm-hmm. going to be asked to accept this change. And, Great. You know, so, uh, so that has just having that off the back of my mind yep. has wonderful. Um, And then 
Kristen, uh, I think it was probably two months ago, you had a, a wonderful um, workshop on hiring. And I'm always looking for wonderful tips to hire. And I signed up for it knowing I was going to have to watch the replay. And I got to watch the replay earlier this week because I had time to dedicate to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know I'll be able to come out of this strong. And I had been, you know, kind of playing with the idea of converting uh, my team from independent contractors to uh, employees to protect them, Mm -hmm. protect me, to protect my business. And I was able to reach out to, you know, to my uh, CPA and said, this is the year we're doing it. And so she's she's got time because um, she just has time. Well, taxes got, well, (laughs) yeah, there's been an extension. You know, you know, and I can, I can take Mm -hmm. on payroll for you and you're not going to have to worry about getting this right. So it's just, just that's great. I would have put that off until probably next January. Yeah had this time to do it now. Yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? I mean, even that little tweak in the service contract, like you were saying, it it was kind of niggling at you in the back of your mind, it sounds like, for a year. Yes. And now it's gone. It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's powerful to have those little things and dealt course, with. Communicating all of this with my team. In fact, we have quarterly team meetings and one is going to be Saturday. And I had decided two weeks ago, we were going to do it via Zoom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I'll be able to update them. I've given them little trickles that Mm -hmm. this is happening, this is happening, but I'll be able to update them and give them the full reasons behind why this is all better for our clients and why that this is all better for them as a team. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I just find that we're in a really exciting time to be able to sit back and analyze and review and and do what's best for everybody involved. It's great. I love that attitude and that reframe, you know, around what's happening for you. So I'd love to talk a little bit about the emotional side of this, because for a lot of you, I'm imagining you're experiencing a lot of feelings around what's happening and the antidote to that or the the balm for the emotional realm of what's happening is the self-care, right? The self-care piece. So do you want to start with that, Jennifer? Do you want to start with how this has been for you emotionally and the self-care that you've been doing? I know you shared a little bit about that, but I'd love to hear more. I think the biggest emotional piece right now is my team and and how they are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that uh, you know my husband is is a retired military man. He's in his second career, mm-hmm. um, and even though he hasn't been to work for a week and a half, and I have to look at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's 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 been interesting. He's given me my space. Um, uh, you know you know, we're, we're okay for the time being, Mm -hmm. you know, even though I don't have personally the income coming in that I'm used to. So for me, the the biggest stress is, is for 
has been my team. You know, how are they going to handle it? Because I know once this has passed, again, our community is is just a great community and we have lots of options here uh, and the ability to bring in new clients and our clients, you know, are going to rebook once this is all over. I've got them apologizing for canceling going as soon as we travel, we're going to travel, you know, as soon as I'm back to work, we're going to continue to, you know, you know, pick up our middays again. And actually we have three people who we anticipate even through April, we're going to continue doing midday dog walking. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, so that that's where my you know big headache is is you know is everybody else okay yeah i i've been fortunate prior years ago 15 20 20 years ago i worked for our local chamber of commerce um and and so i got i got into networking at a you know very young age mm-hmm. and I, I've been a part of lots of groups and uh, particularly a lot of business women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and self-care has always been a big topic. Um, so I've been you know, over the years, a part of many self-care groups, mm-hmm. you know, in Facebook, but um, I think more so, uh, you know, just having time now to reach out and focus on that. And, and uh, you know, we, we turned uh, our spare bedroom into a workout room. Great. So, um, yeah. And I, I already, always knew I really didn't have the energy or the extra 20 minutes to get to and from the gym. But I can turn on YouTube and download, you know, a meditation video uh, or, uh, you know, put on a yoga video and squeeze that into the pockets of my day that I've had time for. So, and honestly, I, I like doing it now at 8.30 a.m. versus 6.30 a.m. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're yeah. discovering your natural rhythm. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, Oh, that's great. So I, I just think, um, and journaling. I, journaling has been a big part of my life in, in the last year. Uh, you know, getting up in the mornings and writing my intentions for the day, how I'm going to view the day, mm-hmm. how I am going to react to the situations, um, how I am, you know, focused on my goals uh, for, for the year and um, and and. You know, I just, I love that. And then the, the you know, at night, uh, and I'm, I'm better at this now that I'm not so exhausted the last three weeks, uh, writing, you know, 10 things that I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that I've seen in my day and yeah. just kind of remind myself. And it's little things. Sometimes, you know, it's just, I'm grateful that I got to cuddle with my dog for an extra five minutes today, or I'm, I'm grateful that my husband put away the dishes so I could check in with one of my team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but just trying to remind myself that there is, you know, the positive part of every bit of my day that I can focus on. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, who's next? I want to talk about what you've been going through emotionally and then the self-care that you're doing? I'll go. Okay. 
So it's kind of hard for me to know how I'm feeling. I have a tendency to suppress my emotions. So it's hard for me to know what I'm feeling right at this moment. I tend to be strong and get through things. So I may have a total meltdown when this is all over. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I think I also look at it from a real global and historical perspective because I'm just fascinated with history and I'm constantly watching or listening to videos and documentaries about things like the plague and the climate change during the Middle Ages and all of these times where people suffered and things changed and became very different and how people survived and got through those times and went on with their lives. And I just see this as another time like that. And again, it's that feeling of not being alone. Even if it's our ancestors from hundreds of years ago, they may not be here with us today, but their memories are here. They had difficult experiences and they got through them. So in regarding self-care, I'm also a horse person. And before this all came down, yeah. And I love, I love horses. I love working with horses. When you're with a horse, you cannot be thinking about other things. It, all of your focus is on the horse or else you won't be productive. And it can even be dangerous if you're distracted. You are in the present moment with horses. I call it the herd mentality mind meld. You just kind of become one with them and you're communicating and nothing else exists. So it's a wonderful escape from any kind of problems or worries. Now, before this all came down, I was in the process of buying a horse and importing a horse from Canada. So (laughs) this couldn't be a worse time financially, but you know, I had already made the decision and sent the money and started the process because I was like, oh, I'll just make it up in the next few months, you know, all this money that I've spent. And then kaboom, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. But, you know, it was kind of too late to back out. But also I thought, you know, I need something to look forward to. I need something to feel happy about. And when I get this horse, she's exactly what I wanted. I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to working with her. And I also have more extra time now. So this is a good time that you know, when you have a new horse, a young horse, you can work with them every day or at least several times a week, not just on the weekend that, you know, that won't be very productive. So, mm-hmm. so that gives me something to look forward to, something to focus on and, and set goals and, and work on and enjoy that time when I have all this free time, because that'll change. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by the time it does change, I'll, you know, start having a relationship with the new horse. So if I have less time, that won't be a problem. Great. Oh, I love that. I'd love to see a picture of your new horse when you Oh, I'll send when you it. Get it. Yeah. Arrives. Yeah, she's coming on Sunday. That's exciting. <laughs> Congratulations, yep. your Thank new you. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Okay, who's next? Just dive in. I can go. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Um I I had a train of thought and now it's gone. I'm really enjoying sleeping. That is like a huge thing. I I slept till I think we slept. I had Sunday off from the barn and I think we slept till like 10 o'clock. I usually get up between four and four 30 every day. And it was for the first time I didn't panic that I forgot something or I didn't have something to do because I, I didn't really have anything to do. Um, (laughs) but when it comes to the emotional aspect of it, I'm kind of, 
a roll of the punches kind of thing. Like I see all these memes where like, you know, most, most horse people and animal people, they, they come from a mental health aspect where they probably already have an anxiety or a social issue or depression and things like that. So already I'm set up for the end of the world, mm-hmm. as you'd say. Catastrophizing. So yeah. Prepared for work. Exactly. So oh, this you're... is kind of like, I, I think them was like, well, everyone's freaking out that everyone's freaking out. It's the end of the world. And everyone here with anxiety is like, this is what we've been preparing for our whole lives. So I'm not really, I'm not really freaking out yet. Um, I have a really good support group. Like I said, I've always been pretty resilient. I've never not had a job. I've always had two, three, four jobs at a time. I mean, horses are expensive Mm -hmm. and um, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I try to be ready for everything because you never know what's going to happen. You can't always prepare. Um, and this, uh, the self-care aspect, like I said, sleeping has been amazing. I started reading books again. I started running again. And like Bridget said about the horses, like, it's nice to be able to just go and not have to worry about where I have to rush off to later. I event. So basically eventing is a sport where you ride a horse and your blood type and your insurance information is on a card attached to your arm. So, you know, it just, (laughs) you really need to pay attention to what you're doing when you're working with the horses and when you're riding and when you're jumping, you can't be thinking about the million things you have to do at the end of the day. And, um, but the number one thing is I'm spending time with this new family that I have and it's been amazing. That's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, what an unexpected gift, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when you said sleep, like everyone laughed, <laughs> including me. Like <laughs> I'll I'll sleep oh, yeah. over shower any day now. <laughs> oh, me too, girl. Believe me. Okay, who's next? Who wants to share who hasn't yet? I can go. Okay, great. So I guess. I guess I just haven't really stopped to think about that until now when you asked. And I think part of me is in denial. Like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, I feel like this is in a movie. Like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't really happen in real life. This is what you watch on TV or in a movie. And yeah, but it's happening now. And so I don't think I've really fully processed all of that. But when I really sit down and think about it, I think I'm most scared about the unknown and not knowing how long it will be like this Mm -hmm. and, and just worried for my family, like, you know, my mom, my dad, and Mm -hmm. my grandpa, you know, they're older. And so they're just more susceptible to this and, um, so those are some things that I guess I worry about when, when I think about things more in depth. Um, coping, well, I just try to stay really busy. I feel like that's one reason why I haven't really sat down and thought about it because I feel like whenever my to-do list is really long, I just keep going and I just don't stop and think. And um, 
And so I'm terrible about self-care, especially when my gym is closed down. So (laughs) that doesn't help. Uh Um, But uh, I I am really good about going to bed like at nine or 10 (laughs) o'clock. And my cat, he's like my alarm clock. He starts meowing at me and yeah. So that's, that's really great. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, just, um, I think I just can't believe that this is happening and I'm just very fortunate financially to have a, a, a full-time job to fall back on right now too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel very blessed there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Kara, did you want to share anything? Sure. Um, I mean, I think I said earlier, like the not knowing how long has been the hardest part for me. So I'll have like a really good day where clients will email me, you know, their support and wanting to buy gift cards. And then I'm like, okay, we'll get through this. And then I'll watch the news or something and it'll bring me right back down. Yeah. So I've tried to really limit the news as much as possible while still being informed. Um, one of the things that, that has really helped me is just like, getting out and walking my dog, social distancing, of course, but like having a little bit of fresh air. Um, I live all by myself, so Mm -hmm. I haven't had like the opportunity to spend more time with my family because they're hours away in a different state. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually have someone in my building that was diagnosed with um, the coronavirus. So we're really like no one in the building is, you know, we're limiting elevators together, all kinds of precautions. So um, the one thing though, that has been nice um, is that a lot of people I feel like are reconnecting more, whether that's through texting or calling or doing Zooms. And it's just nice to reconnect with everyone and try to stay, you know, as social as possible, even when you're not with some people physically. So Mm -hmm. a lot of pet business owners live alone. You know, I've been talking to a number of them, some of my coaching clients. And do you have any words of wisdom besides what you've shared, like things that have worked for you in terms of getting your needs met so that you're not so lonely? Anything you can share? I mean, I'm very grateful for my dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not entirely alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just been, you know, talking to a lot of people over the phone and via Zoom and um, trying to stay connected as much as possible. Um, you know, not totally isolating and you know, cutting everyone else out. So that's about the best that I can really come up with. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. That's enough. Yeah. It's kind of all you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before we end here, you guys, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for giving of your time and your energy and being here. And it feels so good to be connected with each one of you. It's beautiful. And each one of you, I'm just like, oh, I want to take you home with me, each one of you. (laughs) So sweet. But are there any final words of wisdom that you would have for the pet business owners out there who are really struggling? Maybe just like one or two sentences, either around self-care or emotional care or business care, just like one or two sentences. 
Do you want to start, Kara? Is there anything you can say that would help be um, helpful? I mean, the one thing I think that we will all get through this. And if there's one thing that I've noticed over the years of being in the pet industry, like we have some of the strongest and most determined people and caring people in this industry. So if anyone is struggling, um, I know the Facebook groups have been amazing. People have been encouraging people to reach out. Um, there's a lot of support resources. I mean, even reach out to me, you know, I mean, we're all in this together. Um, so I think we'll all get through it together. Thank you, Kara. Yeah. Appreciate that. Anyone else? Final words of wisdom. I totally agree with Kara. You know, it's, um, every, every group that I'm in, whether it's through one of the professional associations I belong to, or, you know, honestly scrolling through the feed that has been posted on the prosperous pet business, or, uh, you know, our area, we've got some, you know, local pet sitter chats and, uh, you know, they're talking about doing zoom calls to encourage each other and, and, and it's just really a sharing and caring community. And, uh, you know, you don't have to figure it out yourself. Just ask the question and somebody will pop out an answer for you. Uh, Nothing else. They're willing to listen to you when you're at your worst Mm -hmm. and, you know, and help you encourage and get through it until you're at your best again. Yes. Well said. And I will have a link to the Prosperous Pet Business uh, Facebook group in the show notes here for the podcast. So just so if you guys are itching to join, these lovely ladies are a part of it and they're just an incredible resource of love and support. Yeah. Anyone else? I guess uh, my advice would be more on a practical level. I don't know what to tell people about self-care other than finding what makes you happy and works for you and doing it (laughs) since you have the time. But I think on a practical level, I know what helps me is just writing things down, looking at my budget. Now I type on computer in the earlier days, I would write it down on a piece of paper because generally what is reality is never as bad as what you imagine. Mm -hmm. And so looking at your banking, making a budget and working on your pet business But also there are other opportunities out there, like the census is hiring. I got a job with the census, so it's flexible and part-time. It's probably going to get bumped back a few months, so it's not like you're going to make money this week. But it's just something I I know I have that in the bag. It'll be a little extra money in a couple months. And Mm -hmm. other opportunities like that are passive income, like content creation, or mm-hmm. late last year, I started a blog and a YouTube channel. So it's far from being monetized, but right now I have time to work on content. And these are things that are really helping a lot of people be successful. So mm-hmm. you have time to work on these things. Hopefully you'll make money, but even if not, it, it keeps you occupied. It gives you things to research. You're helping people. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that'll that'll keep you busy and maybe be a financial opportunity as well. That's right. Thank you, Bridget. Anyone else before we end here? I guess um, for me, like how I 
try to use this time and maybe how others could try to use it too is just to try to stay positive and maybe make a list of to-do items Mm -hmm. slash goals and of things you want to achieve and then just try to think of steps on how you're going to get there. So Mm -hmm. just use this time to kind of regroup and plan your next steps so that you're more Mm -hmm. successful once you're up and running again. Yeah, to do some visioning and goal setting and and implementing if that feels right. Yeah. Thank you. Maddie, did you want to share anything? I was actually on a dog walk today and a little kid, well, a couple kids were outside because everyone's home and they were writing on the sidewalk and a little girl wrote, um, everything will be okay. Kind of what I'm going for right now. (laughs) So everything will be okay. Yeah. Thank you. And I want a horse now. I know, me too. <laughs> I've only Don't ever do it. Don't in my do life it. A big <laughs> Good. Never about making the big bucks again. I am gonna go get me a horse. Thank <laughs> you, girl. This is a perfect opportunity. Go, uh, go volunteer at a rescue. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you decide to buy a horse. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being on today. I really, really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. And I will see you in the Facebook group. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank Kristen, you. for all you did. Take care. You're welcome. My pleasure. Right. Thank you. Take Thank care, you. everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that open and honest conversation with the five pet business owners who were so generous and, you know, willing to share of their time and their energy and their experience, strength, and hope with you all today. I am very grateful to them, and I hope that you got a lot out of it. Feel free to visit the show notes to find out more about them as well as to find out about the pet business support group that's happening. And the show notes page is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 68. That is a hawk who is flying around (laughs) above me. Oh my goodness. I'm steeped in wildlife here. I will be with you in a few days for the next Prosperous Pet Business segment. And I look forward to connecting with you then. And I wish you a beautiful day or night whenever you're listening to this. And we will get through this together. This too shall pass. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.